0: So that is a huge conversation. I'm glad we're done with Game Balance, Connor. We made it through it. That was definitely the meatiest topic. So now we're going to talk briefly about our gameplay experience. Um, This is completely subjective. I just want to preface this. This is in no way a quantifiable, hard and fast. We are the ultimate gods of Valorant. (laughs) Um, So just take that as you will. Uh, Connor, do you want to begin?
1: Yeah, so... I do really enjoy Valorant. I didn't think I would when it first released and my friends were getting on to the beta through the Twitch keys or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm really going to want to play that game. I've heard of games like uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive and I've always thought, no, nah, there's no way I'd really want to play that. But of course, they just kept playing and playing and playing. I said, okay, fine, I'll pick it up. And I think <laughs> since then, I've, I've I've enjoyed it a good bit. I think it's it's a pretty enjoyable game. I think a lot of the things they do, they do right. Um, But something that I find interesting is I think that for me, there's a pretty high performance variance. And what I mean by that is that one game I could play, I could do super well. I could be on top of the team. I could be, you know, just really, I could just be popping off, you know, (laughs) just really doing super, super well. And then the next game, 10 minutes later, I could be doing terrible. I can it's like feel a light like, switch. Oh, it's literally like a light switch. I feel like I could be like not being useful at all, like barely killing anybody, always getting outplayed, just like a flick of a switch. And for uh, with other games that I play, um, I'll just give you an example. League of Legends is another game that we play a lot. Um, I don't feel like it's that. There's a disparity. I feel like it, there's like a, a smaller range of how good that I do in a game, for the most part. Obviously, everyone's going to have games where they do really, really well and games where they really don't do well in whatever they do. But for me personally, I think in Valorant, that comes up a lot more often. Um, And it could just be that my skills aren't honed and that the people that I play with um, we're all just kind of variable and we're not nearly as consistent. I mean, that can be the case with anything. Um, But I do think that there is a part of it from the gunplay and just the general mechanics of the gunplay that can make it feel like that. Um, And so I do think and to this, if there were no abilities, or even if the abilities were not nearly as impactful as they are... Or even fun to use. Or fun to use, I wouldn't, like... There's no way I think I would enjoy Valorant the way that I do. Because I do think that it would just be, at least initially, my skill level as with gun accuracy, I would just be like, "There's, I don't really see a point in this. But I do think that the gunplay is fun, and that when you are given those options um it makes it so um that skill disparity isn't terrible because i do feel like if there were no abilities there is literally no way to tell if i'm doing good or bad it depends solely on their team my team whatever so that's my experience with with valorant um i do really enjoy the game though i think it's i think it's
0: very fun i think they've they've done a lot of things right and Lance. here's i think the point yeah here's the point where i think we're going to disagree a little bit because i and it's not that there isn't variance in Valorant. I completely agree. I think there's a ton of variance in Valorant. I similarly have games where I am like on top of the world, best on the team, and then literally the next game, I can't. I'm like zero and fifteen or some oh, yeah. crazy thing. Um, zero and fifteen. That's like almost. I don't know. That's possible. All right, I take it back. I was I was, I was <laughs> like doing the math um, after
1: after revive you a few times. Then yes, after reviving then, then me. Possible. Oh
0: my god. Uh, but yes, where I differ is I think in League of Legends, just to use the exact same example, because I play with Connor a lot, I am also terrible at League of Legends, and I think that variance is exactly the same. Um, and I think maybe that's my skill level. I've been playing League of Legends since 2013, which is crazy, and I am still terrible at the game. Uh, that's not true. You're I might You're be, not low, I might You're be not overselling it a little game. bit. But I'm not great at the game by any means. Maybe like a, a silver player at best. Yeah. Um, and so and in Valorant, for whatever reason, I perform way better, like over an average. Uh and I don't know what that is. I have no idea why that is, but the variance is still there. And I think that's part of the Riot Games reward system, because League of Legends and Valorant are both based off Riot. Uh or made by Riot, I'm based off. Um they're both made by Riot, and I think some of that, like the dopamine you get from really dominating. Uh, we have in League it's with items. In Valorant, it's with the economy system we talked about earlier. If you're winning every single round, you just have more money than your opponents. And as we talked about, though it's possible to win with lower money, that's called a thrifty win. You get like a cool tagline if you do that. Um, It's harder. And that's why you get that cool tagline because it's just, there's, we're talking, when we're talking about the gunplay, the Vandal and the Phantom are so good that even if you have a shotgun, you're just operating at a disadvantage pretty much all the time. And so, I think for me, the, even though the variance is a thing, the reason I prefer Valorant to other games like Counter-Strike Global Offensive, uh, which we'll get to, again, we're we're making progress, but when we get to the competition thing, uh, we—sorry, I, I prefer those because of the abilities, and I think my big point is that abilities mitigate the skill gap, for me, at least— abilities allow me to maybe do wacky things my favorite i'm one of those characters or players who loves holding corners with shotguns i I am the worst player i I realize i'm the menace (laughs) of the game but all i do is play omen who is this one character i mentioned earlier who can do short-range teleports and i teleport into a corner with a shotgun shoot a guy in the back and rejoice and i'm very happy (laughs) um everybody else I get flamed. Everyone yells at me. It's it's just how it goes.
1: Rightfully so, in my. Rightfully opinion. so, yeah. May, <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe, but regardless, if I didn't have, if I couldn't teleport into a corner, there's no way that strategy would work. And I know this because I've played CS:GO before. Um, when CS:GO released, I played a bunch of it. I haven't played it in years, admittedly. But when when that happened, I, I got punished pretty much every time. There was just no way for me to to best people with my cheesy strategies. Um, and in Valorant, even, even for other... I have a friend who loves shotguns in a different way. He just loves to aggress people with shotguns. And he plays Jet. And the reason it's viable is because he can use his dash ability to close that gap so easily. It's, I'd say three out of five (laughs) rounds he usually can get some kills and actually do pretty well Mm -hmm. um and that's fun i to me it is right because it's not all just like this hardcore brooding technical skill of i'm snapping my aim reticle to you and popping you with my vandal and while that does of course happen at pro level play even pro play is disrupted by the use of abilities um but enough about Enough about me. Let's get to our our final third of the episode. This is way longer than I thought it was going to be. Whatever, it's how it goes. Um, post launch content and scaling, and this is uh, maybe the most important. I think obviously the thoughts on gameplay and abilities are important. I I'm assure I'm sure you would agree, Connor. Um, but post launch scaling is maybe one of the most important facets of a game for the players. Would you agree? Yes, I would. And the reason is is because post-launch scaling is the content you're getting. Are the developers going to abandon the game? What are they going to do with it? And as we see in the game industry, we're moving farther and farther into an era of continued development and less of singularly released titles. So we still have narrative titles like The Last of Us, which will give you a story, and there's no way they could keep building on the game. That just doesn't work. But with Riot Games like League, obviously... Or MMOs, even like uh, World of Warcraft or new MMOs, uh, these are and these those are massively multiplayer online games. They continue. World of Warcraft is functionally the same "quote unquote" style of game. It's definitely a different game. It's been,
1: but you could argue that its foundational, you know, mechanics yes. is the same for the most part when it was released. Oh, however many years ago,
0: absolutely. And um, so. Sorry, were you going to... No, no. Okay, great. Uh, So talking about that, that's just a long way of saying, what does the future of Valorant look like from a dev perspective? And we'll talk about later what we think the future of Valorant looks like. So first, I want to give you a brief overview of the content structure of Valorant. Um, How the developers have told us content is going to come out. So we have episodes, and they're called episodes. And these are three... All right, to preface this, I'm going to say I'm using the information I received from dev articles and what we've seen so far. Because Valorant released in June instead of January, it's hard to exactly pinpoint how this system is going to work. Because we don't know if they're going to stick to a yearly structure like some games or like a six-month structure like other games. So I'm going to assume it's more of a six-month structure for the purposes of this. That might not be true. So just content warning in that regard. Okay, so... I'm going to assume that episodes are six month sprints that are contained content cycles, which each contain three acts, three plus acts, depending on if it's a six month or a year long cycle. If we're talking about since Valorant launched, episode one was from June second when the game came out until December thirty first. Maybe that maybe that's not true, but like around December thirty first, and then when we got to January, episode two came out. Um, so within episode one, which was called Ignition there were 3 acts and each act started with a ranked season and at the end of each act the ranked season ended and a new one began uh additionally almost actually yeah for every single act there was a new agent that came out a new battle pass which we'll talk about in a second uh, and some new game modes which we will also talk about <clears throat> in a second so uh and the game modes they've said are rotating but They've also made it very clear the game is super flexible and based off player enjoyment. Like Spike Rush, if you don't know this, was supposed to be a very short-term game mode that everyone just loved. (laughs) So they kept Spike Rush into the game. And so that's basically how it works. Uh, Episodes, on the other hand, they contain cinematics, so big movements in the story. And they also occasionally contain new maps. This is tentative because we don't know if those are going to appear in acts or in uh, in invariants like that we're, we're not entirely sure where maps fall out because this episode a new map didn't come out but in the act three of episode one a new one did it's a little confusing but just so you know that's basically how it works so now we get to the week by week so every two weeks give or take a new skin bundle comes up and we'll talk about the monetization of the game in a second and skin bundles are usually an entire skin line for what is it five guns yeah usually five guns Great, and they're usually guns from each of the different types, uh, including melee. Turn the page. We made it to the last page, guys. Okay, then we have the daily changes, which, as far as I know, the only daily change are daily quests and the custom shop. And the custom shop is literally, they will give you you. <laughs> there's a lot of contention around this, but you can only buy certain guns, um, if they My are. My guns. Any... He means skins for guns. Thank so thank you.
1: Thank you. Um. This is just basically to make your guns look cooler, and that's it. That's all yes, it does. Yes,
0: thank you for clarifying that. Cosmetic <laughs> items. You can only buy certain cosmetic items uh, at if they're in your personalized shop, which means if there's a really cool skin you want for a gun and it's not in your shop, you can't buy it until it appears there. There is literally no way to purchase it as of yet, as of recording this video. Um, and so that's a thing. And uh, then let's uh and so that's uh, never mind that's it great we we covered the entire structure of the launch cycle and so now we'll discuss the two different uh or two of the um parts of that cycle so battle passes which have dominated the the game development pipeline i mean connor you know fortnite pretty much pioneered oh yeah this.
1: um yeah fortnite was a big the big pioneer and if you play a lot of games um I don't know, even the, the, like the new Call of Duties have it too.
0: Literally. It's basically,
1: hey, you know, give us $10, and then the more you play, the more stuff you get to earn. Um, Valorant has the same thing, um, and it just contains a bunch of different cosmetic items, so skins for your guns, as well as like, um, like your calling card. If you play Call of Duty, just kind of like when you're loading into the game, it's like the art of, of your name. I guess is the best way to yeah, describe it. Yeah. Um, other stuff like that. There's these things called gun buddies where you can kind of attach them to your gun so it looks it's like you
0: like got like a, a keychain. Almost. It's literally it's literally <laughs>
1: like a keychain for your gun um, and stuff like that. So it's just small little cosmetic items to help you kind of customize. Um, and the battle pr- pass just gives you a lot of those if you buy it and you know keep playing the game given a certain amount of time
0: importantly it also contains currency but it doesn't contain the currency to buy skins it contains the currency to upgrade skins which we'll talk about in our next segment um do you want to talk about game modes Connor?
1: yeah and so i'll quickly touch on game modes and so for me personally um cosmetics are great i think it's awesome uh in league of legends i love buying skins it's it's honestly it's a bad habit um but for me i think the best part of the updates that the devs of Valorant Valorant to provide is the game modes or the uh, new characters, new maps, because the new game modes basically give you a new way to play the game. So what we've been talking about for the entire podcast so far is the um, basic standard game mode, which is there's like 13 rounds or first to 13 wins um, and you plant the bomb, fuse the bomb, yada, yada, yada. But they come out with these game modes that are just different twists on the game um, and so for example spike rush is instead of first to 13 it's first to four which is a lot shorter uh, leads to shorter games and there's also these upgrade orbs that change how you play the game one of them makes you move really fast um, different stuff like that um, and so they'll come out with these game modes with you know these different acts and episodes or whatnot um, and I think it's just it's always nice because it's just a new way to play the game shakes it up um, it just it shakes it up it shakes it up which is always nice I think um so i personally love the game modes uh they're really fun they came out with a new one recently called escalation which is basically like you get a you're given a random gun and then you have to get a certain amount of kills with it and once you do you move on to the next gun move on to the next gun um if you've played call of duty it's basically kind of like gun game where you have to get a kill with your gun to move on to the next gun if you move through all the guns you win um very very cool so i i love i love the new game modes that they provide um so other than that that's kind of all that they add to the game but i do think that what they add to the game um i think it's a good model that they've they've put forward and i think it keeps interest in the game and i think it keeps it fresh and new and keeps people interested i'd say
0: i agree totally Um, Just to give you a super short rundown, the six game modes at time of recording that are in Valorant are unrated, which is the base game, competitive, which is the base game except you get ranked, spike rush, which Connor talked about, escalation, which Connor talked about, deathmatch, which is just Valorant with no abilities, first to like a certain amount of kills wins. Don't like that one. Not a fan, but (laughs) we don't have time to talk about it. And then custom, which is just, if you want to play any of these game modes with your friends, you can just create a custom lobby. Okay, that's all the game modes.
1: Um, Okay, so quickly, we're going to talk about vanity and customization and just kind of the monetization of Valorant because Valorant's a free game. If you want to play Valorant, you can go down right now. It's important to
0: know it is free.
1: (laughs) It's a free game, so it's really awesome. And what's important is that you don't have to spend any money to make your game experience any better. So the only thing your money can get you is vanity and looks. So if you want your gun to look cooler, then you can spend money. Otherwise, you can play the game just like anybody else. Um, but I'll let, I'll let Lance talk more about the vanity and how they kind of set that up.
0: Sure. Um, so there, as we talked about with the bi-weekly things, there are gun skin lines that come out about every two weeks. That It makes sense. It looks like that's been disrupted a little bit. They did like a return to a bunch of old ones. And that makes sense because, one, since you can only buy gun skins in your shop, if you don't buy them in the bundle, it takes a long time to get all of one from a... A certain skin line also the bundle you get the knife for free that's like the selling point um so we're seeing that being disrupted a little bit it's not one a new one every two weeks but across the board it's been all that actually has almost been true for every single one so far so there's a ton of skins in the game at this point since it released in june um some of the skins from the beta didn't come out until recently too. So if you played back then and haven't played now, you'll see some returning skins that now you can buy all over again that weren't actually there once the game came out. Okay, here's the interesting thing. Uh, and we can, t- I guess, here, I'll run through all of these and then we'll we'll have our, our fun discussion. So there's also Buddies, which Connor talked about. Uh, these are the keychains. There's a bunch of them. There's Banners, which is like your player card in the loading menus. Uh, which you can change. There's titles, which are on your player card. So.
1: so it would kind of say, like, your username, and it would be, like, one of them would be, like, like, like Exalted Revenant, or something. Yeah, Exalted. Or something like that.
0: Day one, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they are... I think we can all agree that there are tiers for cosmetic stuff. And they're smart about it. Usually skins are the highest tier, the thing, the, the chase cosmetic.
1: Yeah, the skins for your guns are going to be the most. And
0: then like titles are probably the the least important yeah, thing. You, kinda, you see your title
1: on the loading screen and then that's
0: it. And that's only important because as is the typical monetization model in the Battle Pass, it's like a few skins, a ton of buddies, a larger amount of sprays, and a, a titles upgrade. Like it's saturated in that regard. You're only going to get, there's only 10 skins in a battle pass with 100 items. That number's totally incorrect, but I'm just giving you like an idea. Say it's only 10%. Okay. So those are all of the cosmetics you can acquire. The thing that's interesting is that with each of the skins, you're not necessarily getting the full skin package. Each skin you get, and this is for about, I'd say about 50% of the skins, 50%, you do just get the entire skin. But usually the higher-end skins have tiers of upgrades. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's three. And this augments how the skin performs. So uh, you say you have like a cool, there's a skin called Ion, a skin line called Ion. And it's like the futuristic, now you have a laser gun instead of a machine gun. It almost looks
1: like it's from Tron or something.
0: Yep, exactly. And the base skin is just the exact same gun as the Vandal, except it looks like it's a laser gun. The second, the first upgrade, and I don't know the order of this, but let's just say the first upgrade makes your actual sound effects and bullets sound like lasers that you're shooting. The second one means when you take out the gun, it like transforms a little bit, like the inner workings are revealed and there's a cool like ion generator in it. I know that happens with the operator version of the ion skin line. And then the third one, and usually this is always the last one, is the, uh, there's like a death animation. I can't remember the the official term for it, but like a. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, when you get, like, the final kill in, um, a round. in
0: a round, there's a big animation. Yeah. And whatever. Some people like them. They're not really my thing, but awesome. So those are the different tiers. And, Connor, let's talk, before we get to the, the question for Connor, which will be a recurring <laughs> theme throughout this podcast, uh, a smaller question for Connor. Let's talk about the, the price point of these skins, because <laughs> that's a point of controversy in Valorant.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'll start it off now that I've never bought a skin. I actually don't think I've—I haven't— personally purchased anything actually no i might have purchased the battle pass um the first battle pass but anyways i haven't purchased any skin lines or any skins for my for my guns and that's because they're pricey um if let's say they come out with a new skin line and it has some theme and you want it to purchase it and like lance said previously that skin line is going to provide skins for five guns five guns and so not
0: that many there's a lot of guns not that the many game.
1: there's a lot of guns in the game and it's only going to give you skins for five guns which means only those five guns are going to change which is interesting because let's say you don't use three of those guns
0: yes well, you don't get to choose the five that you don't get to choose the
1: guns to get altered it's just the guns that they provide so let's say you really like the vandal or you really like these certain guns and a skin line comes out, and, like, you might not necessarily want to buy the bundle because you, you know that you're just not going to see those skins um, on your guns. But let's say you did. Let's say they came out, and you're like, okay, I, I use four of these five guns. I'm, I am I think it really looks really cool. Let's buy it. How much would the entire bundle cost?
0: The bundles range from 50 to Elder Flame being $100. $100. That's... The lowest end being 50 There has not... I don't wanna say I don't want to make that absolute, but I am almost certain there's not been something under like forty-five dollars. Yes. A skin bundle.
1: So five guns are being changed. Not all your guns, five guns are being changed. Don't get me wrong, some of the skin lines are really cool. Uh it really like adds these, you know, different effects and kind of makes the gun feel different. Um but forty five dollars or upwards of a hundred dollars, that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, it's like ninety five, I think.
1: Um yeah. just to change how your skin looks. I do think it's good that that doesn't make your gameplay any better. It doesn't give you any strategic advantage over another player. It just makes it look different. But I personally think that it's too pricey because, like I said, League of Legends, I've got a bad habit. I love to buy skins because.
0: I, I think it's easily... a natural comparison, too, right? Like yes. League of Legends is another riot game, and I think that makes it even more egregious. But oh, go, yeah. go ahead, like, talk but about the price. For the example,
1: I think if you wanted to get a skin in League, uh, it's like $10. $10 and it's one champion um, that you pick and it changes how they look and it's, you know, really cool. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I can I can do $10. Obviously, after I'm doing $10 over and over and over again, it might as well It'll be like I'm spending um, $100 on it. But I do think that with Valorant, I'm less likely to buy those skins because of the high price point.
0: And I think, arguably, in League of Legends, it's one character, sure, and there's like 140, maybe 50 at this point. I, I, it's around 150 characters in League. Even though it's one out of 150, that character has five abilities, I think, it's uh, yeah, sure, five abilities, I think that's right, um, that are all usually skinned to whatever skin you're purchasing, and the highest skin in the game is 35 bucks, which is a lot, don't get me wrong, people are like, holy crap, ultimate skin shouldn't be a thing, but... That is one character, sure, with five abilities completely skinned, auto attacks completely skinned. Like, it's a pretty impressive package. This is just a gun, bullet, maybe this kill animation. Yeah. And that's it.
1: That's it. That's all you're getting. Um, And with League, like I said, you're going to find, like, a select few characters that you really, really enjoy playing. And so getting a skin for that character is a lot more enjoyable because you really kind of feel like, oh, this is my character. This is who I play. In Valorant, it's a gun. You know, don't get me wrong. You're going to find guns that you like to use and you're gonna say, this is my gun. This is the gun that I enjoy using, but it's not like you're going to... It's not de-
0: feasible to really use one gun for thir- for every single round oh, yeah. of the match. Oh, yeah. It's just not.
1: It's just not feasible because the you're maybe not doing as well, so you don't have enough money, or maybe you're doing really well. So there's different options, different guns, different strategies you want to try out. And like I said, you're not really developing an attachment with these guns. When, when, you're, when you're buying a skin for a champion in League of Legends... They have, just like in Valorant, they have this whole persona and this whole like, play style. So I would at least say that with uh, League of Legends, I'm way more attached to it. Totally. And in Valorant, it's not so much. And so I personally think it's surprising how pricey it is. And I could be, I've, I've never bought anything on Valorant. Maybe the Battle Pass, which is not the high-priced skin lines of the gun.
0: Sure. I To offer some context, I have bought one knife in valorant and uh i got on my gift card though so i feel slightly better but i'm I'm the scummy guy who's buying this stuff um however there's two things to take into account one this is the whale model where literally people have to buy into these skins to make the developmental costs of the The game is free right so the high price point can be a little bit more understood because people have to play the game for free and the developers need to get paid so you have to have high priced cosmetics i still don't think it needs to be this high but that is a, a totally valid argument. Uh, I think it's worth worth briefly mentioning that the chase skin always is going to be the knife in any tactical shooter. We'll talk about Counter-Strike uh, in hopefully soon. We're almost done. Um, knives are always the most expensive. And no shocker, it's because you always have a knife. You can never drop your knife. You will always have that skin in some capacity attached to you, right? Yeah. And that's why it's the most expensive. I think... Knife skins cap out at thirty five dollars, although with Elder Flame, which is the the one skin line that's been like the uh the highest developmental cost for Valorant, that that knife might be more expensive. I'm not sure though, because I it's not that special. Ooh, Lance doesn't like it. <laughs> um But yeah, I okay, great. We I think that, that kinda covers it because the real thing I want to talk about, that's I think more of an interesting question, because that's definitely been talked to death.
1: And but I do want to say not no, not that we're trying to bash on anyone who buys these skins. Oh, totally not. I've I've gone very very close because they do look very very cool. I bought a knife. I'm a thrower. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's. I think it's fine, and it's like if they're priced that way, they're priced that way. I've almost bought them. I think I'm probably going to at some point. I just do think it would be a little smarter if. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe their business model is like, oh, if it's priced, people are going to buy them anyways. Let's price it more. I think we'd but,
0: both be willing to spend more money. But I would be willing
1: though. to sp- spend more money if it was cheaper. But anyways.
0: All I was going to say is <clears throat> the question for Connor is, will agent skins be a thing? Currently, you cannot customize your... A- there is The only customization is everything we talked about. You can't change the look of the agents, which are your characters in the game. So Sage, which is Connor's character, will always look, quote unquote, like Sage. Connor, do you think agent skins will be a thing about it?
1: Okay, this is I've, I've thought about this and I've gone both ways because basically there's two points I want to make. But first, an argument that I think they could be a thing is because people develop a much higher attachment to your characters because they have a personality, they have a persona, they have a certain way about them. So people are going to be like, I really like this character because I think they're cool, they're funny, they're interesting, whatever. Um, Like I said, that's the case in League of Legends. There's a bunch of different characters. They all have these different backstories, personas. And so not just are you enjoying the way they play, but you also enjoy just kind of who they are. Um, But it does go both ways. And I think that for me, I think it's more enticing to buy a skin for something I'm more attached to rather than just for a gun. Right? So if I... I'll just say it now. I love Sage. I literally only think I play Sage, unless, unless somebody, somebody p- else takes it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I will play Sage.
1: Um, I do think it's because I really love her play style, but I also I also think that her persona is really is really cool. It's like um, a running
0: joke around the house. I would say some of yeah, her lines, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that maybe for Halloween we're gonna cosplay as Sage. That 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 is on my list of things to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that if they were to get if they were to come out with skins for Sage. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I, I have to buy it. I would almost say like, okay, I have to buy these skins. Yep. Because like, I am a sage player. I gotta own it. Um, and so that's the deal. I think that it would be successful. I think it would be very successful if they were to come out with agent skins. On the other hand, though, I do think that the way that they've designed the characters in Valorant is that they're so unique and identifiable. Yep. As characters, they almost don't really need it, or the skins wouldn't add a whole lot a lot of the enjoyment of these characters is a the abilities which you shouldn't be able to change um which i'm sure they won't change because then that's adding a pay to win aspect um but other than their looks i wouldn't like i mean if they had it came out with a skin that changed the personality of sage i'd be i'd be so sad i'd be like no 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 <laughs> yeah, sage yeah sage is like this i don't want you to change that so they could change i think the extent of it would be changing the looks maybe change how the abilities look But I still think that a lot of the enjoyment of these characters comes from the abilities and like their personas that skins wouldn't really be able to touch on. Um, So I don't know if they need it. So
0: you don't know if they need it, but do you think they'll do it? Yes, but do I think
1: they'll do it? (laughs) (sighs) I think. You know what? I'm gonna say I don't think they do it.
0: I I don't think think they do it. I'm not sure. I so and this is a perfect segue to our next topic: competition. If we look at Counter-Strike Global Offensive, on every single map, both teams look different. The, the skins of the um, counter-terrorists and terrorist teams are tailored to the map. In Valorant, that's not the case, which I think is an important distinction because I think it means if every character looks the same on every map, they could potentially change those and they would not be compromising an already preconceived notion. Does that, does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Here's the thing. As Connor discussed, I think if they added agent skins, it would go through the roof. I think it would be super successful. I'm sure there'd be controversy, as is always, but from a purely monetization perspective, there is no way people would not buy those skins. That's what I'm saying.
1: I would, yeah, it 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 would be crazy.
0: With that said, I don't think we will see agent skins until earliest episode three. I agree. That is definitely an episode thing. I also don't think we'll see them soon. I think they have not closed the door on Agent Skins for a reason, as far as I know. Maybe they have, and this is a pointless discussion, but as far as I know, they have not said, oh, there will never be skins for characters in Valorant. Maybe they've said, we have no current plans to do it, but I I am confident that two years down the line, one year down the line, whatever it is, I think they will put Agent Skins into the game. Um, and I think the reason for that is... Valorant has already made some pretty big strides to differentiate their skins from games like Counter-Strike. Some of the knives in the game are different models in the sense of they're literally different 3D models. So like the knife I bought like a fool is an axe instead of a knife. And that's pretty cool. Like that's a unique thing that a lot of games don't do. They're not willing to take geometric liberties. It's usually like some sort of texture change. And because they've already done that, I think there's only so much ground they can cover before they're like i think we need to diversify our skin lines uh and i think maybe they'll do agent skins i don't know um
1: it's interesting it's interesting but let's move on to our last um topic topic here um we'll try and go kind of quickly over it but just competition so the games that valorant is vying against um i'll go ahead and let Sure. Let's take this one away.
0: Okay, so the first thing we want to look at is aesthetic similarities. So it is, basically, let's talk about the two games. I mean, let's just address the elephant in the room. The two games we're comparing Valorant to, for better or for worse, is Overwatch and uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Uh, is there any other games you want to add into that mix? No,
1: I think those are... That's Great, so we talked
0: about the economy and stuff like that in relation to League because it's made by the same company, but we're talking about purely from aesthetic uh in this in this first point from aesthetic differences so
1: as from, well as gameplay differences yes. but
0: first from i want to talk about in that opening thing an hour ago when i said i read the premise a 5 v 5 character based tactical fps where precise gunplay meets unique agent abilities that's only the beginning of the razor pitch for um valorant they also talk in literally riot's definition they talk about hero shooter which is also the prime component of Overwatch. So I think there's immediately that similarity, right? And then besides the hero aspect of Valorant, everything else drop the BS is taken from Zsgo. Like they are the economy, the guns, the it is obviously inspired by Counter-Strike. Um except for this really cool hero thing which we always talked about how that differentiates it. We're not saying they're carbon copies by any means, but that is the the comparisons we're drawing. So to talk about aesthetic I think Valorant finds a really nice sweet spot in between the photorealism of Counter-Strike and the Disney-esque vibe of Overwatch, the Pixar animated quality. And that's in terms of aesthetic and in personality. I think there is a lot of like jubilance if we're talking about a character like Phoenix, but there's also some grittiness to Valorant where you're like, wow, like people are dying. Like there are this mysterious organization who are lifting cities into the air. Like there's some interesting ramifications and Overwatch definitely has some dark stuff in the background if you see through it, but the vibe of Overwatch is a lot more lighthearted and I definitely more Disney than Valorant. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yes.
1: And I think what's interesting, you could probably even make like another comparison is that if you were to take Fortnite, And and you were to compare it to Call of Duty. This is kind of the same thing. If you don't know what Overwatch is or CSGO is, basically maybe you do know these games. But it's just Fortnite, you know, is very, like, more friendly, um, not nearly as dark. And then obviously Call of Duty is, like, it's photorealistic. You're a soldier fighting. Valorant is in between these two. Definitely. Because you're not photorealistic. You're not, like, a soldier. There's, you know, it's animated. But it's not... To the point where it's like, yeah, like what Lance said it yeah. feels Disney. And I personally think that's one of its biggest successes when it comes to distinguishing itself in terms of aesthetic from other games. Because, other, of course, the gameplay and the fact that it has abilities, which we've already talked about, differentiates it from Counter-Strike um, and other games. But I do think that the general aesthetic that they were able to hit is very appealing.
0: Totally. I couldn't agree more. And I think that pretty much leads us to our our future-looking approach and our next Connor question. The next
1: Connor question.
0: <laughs> um, Connor, do you think we'll see more CSGO, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, or Valorant-like games? So to qualify this a little bit, before Valorant, a game like CSGO where there is a buy menu and stuff of the sort had never really been done. Objective-based hero shooters like Overwatch, um, Battleborn, Paladins, those there was a bunch of clones. That was a huge controversy in and of itself in 2016 when Overwatch came out. There were a bunch of games in that genre. Counter-Strike, we've never seen a A copy of it.
1: And Counter-Strike's been out for a while.
0: Oh, Counter-Strike has been out since before this century. yeah. <laughs> um, as far as, I think that, yeah, I'm pretty sure the original one came out in, maybe not, maybe not, maybe that might be a lie, but at the very earliest, it was like 2003, something like that. It's been out a long time. Regardless. It's been out a long
1: time, very long time.
0: Um. Okay, and so the question is, why did we never see a clone of CSGO? And I'm not saying they were never made. I'm sure they were made, but why did we never see a AAA take on one of these? triple uh, a being a big company pursuing this like blizzard or riot or something like this Riot makes valorant and so that happened do you think we'll see more
1: it's interesting because i do think that in the few in few years prior that we've seen this and i think a great example is with fortnite and um the battle royale battle royale genre that everyone started doing battle royales you had you know call of duty started doing it and then you had people doing other types of battle royales like fall guys i know it's been pretty pretty popular recently but like that genre of game has just absolutely exploded as well as the uh, hero shooter with overwatch is what lance was just saying and you can even say that um earlier like mobas when league of legends came out um, just that genre of game a lot of people tried to make more games like it um,
0: Paragon, that was Epic Games's. Epic massive Games, yeah. Epic Games, on a MOBA the makers of Fortnite, they wanted up. to make
1: a MOBA, which yeah. is the same genre as League of Legends, and it ended up not doing well, and it's now discontinued. Um,
0: it it got discontinued for funding reasons, and this was literally right before Fortnite took off. Right Paragon before Fortnite took off. So,
1: um, but interesting. So, of course, with all these genres, people really have tried their hand at making games like this, and we just haven't seen that with this tactical shooter, at least this specific iteration. Because you can say that, for example, Rainbow Six Siege is a tactical shooter, but yes. its core mechanics are really a lot different than this like team-based team deathmatch or um, plant and defuse sort of thing that CSGO does and Valorant does. And the economy
0: system in yeah. particular.
1: I personally don't think that we're going to see more games. Because I think... That what we were talking about. It's very streamlined the concept. Like, if you were to make CS:GO, and trying to make,
0: All right, if I'm you were trying CSGO. to,
1: yeah, trying to make like replicate that game, there's not a whole lot more you can do if you're staying within the confines of what CS:GO does. Yes, and so I think <clears throat> just, but I think that Rye was able to be like, let's add abilities to it. Let's, you know merge it with kind of like a hero shooter. And obviously that's literally what we've been talking about has added a whole lot to the game and made it really, really different. So now I feel like, unless of course there definitely could be something that I'm not missing. Cause I mean, people didn't think about adding abilities or at least people didn't attempt to totally. add abilities to a CS:GO like game for a long time. So there definitely could be some more factors that make a game better, but I really do think riot kind of hit it, hit the nail on the head. And by saying, this is how you can make CS:GO unique, but still came, keep the very kind of streamlined game that it is. Um, and I definitely think, just like if you were to try and make a Valorant game staying within the confines of Valorant, would be similar to how to what happened with Overwatch. That it's just kind of the same thing, yep. but different. Yeah. I mean, that can just be seen with Overwatch and all the games that came out alongside it. There's just a lot of games that were basically really, really similar to it, but had like different characters or whatever. But they never really overtook overwatch. Yeah. Um, and so I think unless there's another mechanic to add on to this tactical shooter game, I don't think we're going to see anymore.
0: Yeah. I, so game genres operate in cycles, usually about four years. And I think it's interesting that overwatch came out in 2016 and Valorant came out in 2020. Um, sorry, Overwatch came out in 2016, Valorant started development in 2016, and then came out in 2020, four years later. Or maybe it was 2014 for it, Valorant. No, it
1: started, it started development in 2014.
0: Okay, 2014. Regardless, I think it's interesting that we're thinking about um, these waves and these cycles. And Among Us, last year, and obviously it's still super popular, but last year especially, end quarter four last year everyone was like, how do I make the next Among Us? Right? Game developers start brewing. We're already seeing games come out that are similar to Among Us because that's just what people do. They see the cash grab and can make it. Valorant came out last year. So if we see a good clone of it, a good AAA clone, and I'm not saying a clone, that's being oversimplified. Based off of of similar concepts. A similar genre game. I don't think we'll see it until 2024, 2026 maybe. Um... And that's one, because it takes a long time to develop a game. But two, I don't know what Valorant's gonna look like in twenty twenty six. Half of me is like, Oh, it won't be around, but CSGO released in like maybe twenty fourteen. It's possible it was twenty fourteen. I don't know. I mean, I mean Counter Strike's I mean, been all out for up. a long time. I mean League Legends been around for 10 right. plus years I mean, and it's still that's a different game to a point, but I I'm with you. Yeah, it's really just, interesting. Yeah. you really just can't tell how long. <laughs> the so game's I don't be know, on. maybe we'll see one. maybe we won't. Okay, we are finally done. Thank you guys so much for bearing with us and listening to this. Connor, we did a pretty big deep dive. This we did was a pretty a big deep
1: dive. Deep. Um, <laughs> hopefully we provided enough information that if you don't super know Valorant or you kind of had enough context to kind of grasp what we were trying to say. But yeah, I think we kind of hit a lot of had a lot of good
0: points. Absolutely. So coming down the pipeline, uh look out for a bonus episode. Episode two will not be me and Connor, it will be me and Matt Anderson. Uh, It will sound a little weird because it was recorded like six months ago, which is weird, but it is episode two, so that'll be a bonus episode. And then Connor and I will be back for episode three coming out soon. So I hope to see you then.